0: So what if I told you all this morning that I can make you happier today? What if I told you I could make you have more joy in life, more satisfaction? What if I told you that I could make you happier with yourself and also more pleasant to be around for other people? What if I told you I could give you all of this and make you more pleasing to God? And all of this won't cost you one cent. It'll cost you nothing. Would you be interested in what I would have to say? Would you be interested in that? You know, by the end of the sermon today, I hope I can accomplish all of those things for you. But it's going to be up to you whether you take advantage of this or not. The secret, the secret to all of this is to actively practice gratitude. Gratitude. In Luke chapter 17 and verse 11, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. And on the way to Jerusalem, he stops and he goes through a bunch of different villages, and he goes through this one village and there's a bunch of men. There's 10 men standing over by themselves in the corner, far away from any other people, because these 10 men had leprosy. Leprosy was a horrible disease. You weren't invited to parties if you had leprosy. No one wanted to be around you. You had to be by yourself. It was a horrible disease. It was painful. Scarring. It was terrible. Well, these men, when they seen Jesus come into the village, they cried out, Master Jesus, have mercy on us. Jesus, have mercy on us. Jesus sees them and immediately heals them completely of their leprosy. They were totally clean. They had no sickness at all. In a moment, it was all gone. The Bible says that one person Just one of those ten came and thanked Jesus for that. Just one. He was a Samaritan. He fell down on his feet and he thanked him. He thanked God for what he had done for him. Luke chapter 17 and verse 17. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has healed you. And you hear the disappointment in Jesus' words. And people just weren't grateful. You know, I bet Jesus was disappointed a lot in people that he came in contact with, especially those the way a lot of them reacted to the gospel. What was supposed to be good news, the greatest news this world has ever heard, and so many were just there for the miracles. When things got difficult, things got uncomfortable, they would leave him, and go away. So we read often how Jesus would retire to a place alone of solitude and he would talk to God. And in his prayers, Jesus often thanked God for what he was doing. Because Jesus was grateful, always. And we see that in his words. The Apostle Paul, when he was converted given a new life, he was so grateful. And we read in the epistles, and almost every single one of them, he begins the epistle thanking God, thanking him for the, the church, the people he was writing to, the Christians he had, the fellow Christians. He was so grateful. And at the beginning of the book of Romans, after thanking God for the church, he starts to describe the fall of man. How man fell from grace. And he talks about it there in Romans chapter 1 and verse 21. He says that although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became fruit futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. And he goes on there to describe how, how many sins they started going down, and it just went downhill from there. You know, a lack of gratitude is at the root of so many problems in our lives. It leads to greed and the love of money. It leads to selfishness and lust for things that we don't have. The root of so many root sins. Grateful, and being ungrateful. And by that I mean not thinking about the things that you're, you should be grateful for. You know, you can control your feelings by choosing what you think about. And you can decide that you're going to think about the things you're grateful for. All of us can do this. You know, you can't say you don't have time. I know we're all really busy people, but you can't say you don't have time to do this. All of us wait for something. We wait for people. We wait for something to start. We wait in our car to get someplace. We're all waiting for something. Sometime, why can't we, while we're waiting, think about what we're grateful for? You can choose to do this. You know, if we spent as much time thinking about all the things we should be grateful for, as we do thinking about... What we don't have, what we can't have, what we've lost, what we wish we had, if we spent as much time just thinking about everything we have, don't you think we'd be happier? Don't you think we would have more joy and be more satisfied? I know we would. You know, I'm really grateful for all my stuff until I go into a store and see all the new stuff. You know, advertisers are so helpful. They are. They really do an awesome job for us and showing us all the things we don't have, all the things that we really need, all the things everybody else has that we don't have. Why don't we have these things? They're really good at it. And I'm thankful for my car until I see what other people are driving. And most People of the world, you know, don't even have a car. They don't. A very small percentage of people in the world actually own a car. I should be grateful, thankful, so thankful. Always, I have a car. I can go wherever I want, when I want. I have money to drive wherever I want. That's awesome. Most people don't have that. Be grateful. And the same goes for, you know, your cell phone your computer. Most people don't have these things in the world. Be grateful for these things. You know, I feel like I feel like I have everything, everything I need until I see someone that has more than me. Then I don't feel that way. Why is that? You know, the secret. There's a secret to having a happy life. I'm going to tell you how to be happy. I'm going to tell you how to have a happy life. It's not getting everything you want. It's being grateful for what you have. That's how you have a happy life. You know, most of us spend our whole lives concentrating on what we don't have. Instead of just having joy in the present with what we have. And then we finally realize life is over. And we spend our whole, whole lives not just having that kind of peace and that joy every day. Because we were too busy thinking about what we don't have. And not thanking God for what we do. Have you ever heard. Of a boy named David. Vedder. His name was David. Vedder. He was born about two years after I was. He lived down in Houston. And David was born without an immune system. And what that's meant that any kind of like disease, an infection of any kind, or even a like a virus or even like germs, if he got in contact with germs, it could kill him. That would could be very fatal to him. It would easily die. And so David he spent his whole life in a plastic bubble. That's where he lived, in this bubble. And he couldn't have contact with any other person. And David lasted for 12 years when he died at age 12. And they asked David one time, what would you like to do if you could get out of this bubble? You know what he said? David replied, said, so I want to walk barefoot in the grass and to touch my mother's hand that's what he wanted to do that's all he wanted we take so much for granted in life don't we Well, being able to travel and to see this awesome world that God has made for us to experience the changes of the season. Have you noticed the trees that are so beautiful right now? To see how it changes every day. To experience all the things in life, the different things, and the people. The different people. But we rarely stop to thank, just thank God for that experience we just had as we rush on to the next you know being rich in this life isn't hard you can be very rich all you have to do is be grateful for the common things for the little things, the daily things be grateful for those and you will be rich you'll be so rich But we often don't appreciate the things we have until they're gone. We lose the electricity, it goes off, and suddenly we're really appreciative of electricity. Or a close friend dies, and we realize how much they meant to us. You know, God expects us to be grateful people. The Bible is full of verses like Colossians 3 and 15. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. And 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is God's will for you. And it doesn't say here, Be grateful for everything. You don't have to be grateful for everything. It says, be grateful in everything. It doesn't matter what situation you're in. You can find something to be grateful for. You know, even hardships. Hardships make us stronger. It makes us have character. It makes us appreciate the rest. Be grateful for those. Be grateful for the opportunity to grow. You know, failure teaches us way more than any success ever does. You know, the, the greatest thing, if you can't think of anything to be grateful for, the greatest thing to be grateful for is hope. 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 You know why people commit suicide? It's because they lose hope. They have no hope. You have hope today. If you are a Christian, if you believe in Jesus Christ, if you've been baptized, you have hope. The most wonderful thing. 1 Corinthians 15, 57, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. Christians should be the most grateful people on earth. We really should. So if you're not the most grateful people on earth today, how do you become that? How how do you do that? How do you change? Well, I think the best way to start is to make a decision today. You say, I'm going to thank God more. Starting today, I'm going to start thanking Him more. And do that. Psalms 100 and verse 3 says, Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people, and the sheep of His pasture. Enter, enter His gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Thank the one who has given you everything, and thank him often. Thank him a lot. You can't thank him too much. You know, and I don't mean long prayers, you can thank someone without giving a speech. You don't even have to say it out loud. You know, God can hear your thoughts just fine. But when you go home today and you see the house that you live in, thank God. Say, thank you, God, for this house, this comfortable house I have to live in. Thank you, God, for my family. Thank you for my spouse. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my job. Say thank you, Lord, for this church. Thank you for the church. Thank you for the health that I have. You know, thank you for my job. And thank you, God, for my cell phone. I really like my cell phone, <laughs> it is so handy. Thank you. When was the last time you thanked God for your cell phone? Or your computer, whatever. Whatever is a blessing to you. The idea is to thank him throughout the day for little things even. But the main point I'm trying to make is to notice your blessings. Notice them. Be conscious of the things that you have more than the things you don't. Rudyard Kipling. That's the Southern pronunciation, I think. He was a famous author. He lived in the 1800s, and he wrote he wrote a book called The Jungle Book. You might have heard or read that book. It was a famous book, and he ended up writing a whole series off of this book. And at one point, he was so popular that a newspaper article or something came out and revealed that this Kipling he was making ten dollars a word. Back in the eighteen hundreds, ten bucks a word was a lot of money, if you were a writer. And uh there was it became public and these students, a group of students, heard about this, so they they wrote a letter to Kipling, kind of in a smart aleck way. They put ten dollars in the letter and a note saying Please send us your best word. Kipling wrote back. sheet of paper with one word on it said, Thanks. <laughs> you know, thanks is an awesome word. Isn't it? It's an awesome little word. That word, thanks, it can soften the hardest of hearts. It shows humility. It shows other people that we need them. We need something other than ourselves. It tells people that we appreciate them. And you know everyone, every single person wants to be appreciated. It's what they want. And that word tells them that you do. It's an awesome word. Keep this word on your tongue during the day. Keep it in your heart. Say it when you wake up. Say it when someone does something for you. They hold the door open. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Say the word a lot. Say it when you receive a blessing from God. When you when you receive something good from God say the word tell God thank you say it when you go to bed tonight and you get some rest say thank you say it more and more and just see what changes in your life see how you feel you know, if you ever get frustrated with your job, and most people do at some point, a really easy way to feel better about it quickly is to thank God for your job. You know, thank Him for the abilities you have to have a job. and Maybe you can get a new job someday, but in the meantime, be grateful for the job you have. You know, the Great Depression It happened less than 90 years ago. It wasn't that long ago. People, it was horrible. From what I read, it was just terrible. The banks collapsed. The stock market crashed. And millions of people lost their jobs. They lost their homes. They lost their savings. They lost everything they had. And there was no jobs the hopelessness that people felt. Can you read some of those signs? And can you imagine the hopelessness that would cause that? You know, if you have a job today, be grateful. Be grateful. If you're able to put food on your family's plates, you'd be grateful for that. Be grateful for the people in your life. You know, I I know families. Family can cause us stress sometimes. But we're about to celebrate Thanksgiving, and because we're about to thank, celebrate this holiday, domestic violence calls are going to skyrocket. They always do when families get together. It's a sad thing. But bitterness and resentment for past wrongs, they come to the surface sometimes and people have arguments, lead to fights. It can be a stressful time for a lot of people. Shouldn't it have been easier to practice gratefulness during a holiday called Thanksgiving? Now, if you have... A mother or father that's still alive, be grateful. Not everybody does. Don't wait for a funeral to wish you had appreciated them more. This Thanksgiving, how about trying to make it a point to tell everyone just one thing that you appreciate about them? just one thing that maybe they've done for you in the past that you appreciate, you're grateful for, or maybe something they've done for someone you love or some way that they inspire you or an example to you, you appreciate. Don't you think maybe stress will just kind of be less of a problem during the holidays if you tried to do that? And more joy. You know, it's all about what you focus on, isn't it? It's what you focus and choose to think about, and why don't we use this time for good? Use it for good. And last, I want to encourage you to make a list. I know you've probably heard this before, and lists are great except for if you just write them and never see them again, they're not that useful, are they? But I have an idea. What if you use something else? A lot of us, I'm sure, make shopping lists, right? A list of things we need. I know I do. Or a to-do list, things you need to do. And cell phones are great for this. You always have them handy there, and you can add and delete stuff. If you don't have one, you can use paper and pencil, old school. It works still. But what if you used your shopping list as a grateful list as well? You could sit down when you have some time and list on, make a list of everything you're grateful for that you can think of. And do it on what you normally use for a shopping list. And then every time you add things to your shopping list or your to-do list, there's your grateful list there on the same page, see? And... If you after you make your shopping list or your to-do list, add something to your grateful list and look at it and thank God for these things. Be grateful for these things. That way you use something you look at frequently for a good purpose. And the the reason is is this. You know God says, make no provision for the flesh. We should not make provision for the flesh. But you should make provision for your soul. Make provision for your soul. Why not make it easy for you spiritually? Make it easy. Make it so easy that you can't help but do it until it becomes a habit. And then it becomes just part of who you are. You're automatically a grateful person. I encourage you today. Make yourself a more grateful person. And just see the results. That's all I have. (laughs) I want to thank you all for listening to me today. I appreciate it. We always take this time to offer a song of encouragement, and if you have something spiritually you'd like to help with, the church is more than willing to help you. Please come forward now and sit on the front pew as we stand and sing.